0: achieve our full potential your journey to transformation begins right now let's do this all right now this is Tracy Harrell and guess what it is so much bigger than me today <laughs> I am so excited Mike I'm, Mike I'm gonna have you zoom in on the, the the brochure over there so today's show is going to be completely transformational we, we talk about the show is called bigger than me I have a very simple vision. I say we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. And it's about bringing people together, sharing their stories, like we said in the intro, right? Wisdom, research, to help everyone, each of you, to achieve your dreams. And so today I have some amazing guests. I ha- I'm going to have you introduce yourself and tell us, why is it bigger than you? Why, why do you do what you do? And who are you? <laughs> All those
1: things. So my name is Sharon Blake. Um, I'm the owner of Life Chronicles Publishing, Life Chronicles, oh, Life Chronicles <laughs> Publishing. I am an author of three solo project books and two uh, anthologies. Ooh! So I started writing as a way of healing um, mm. emotional pain, trauma, and abuse from my past. And writing has literally saved my life. Wow! So um, my first book is called Chronicles of Pain: Leaving the Pain of the Past Behind. That oh. is pretty much my memoir. Wow. Also has some poetry in there. But during during the writing of that book, it was basically eight of my journals. Mm. And so it's compiled I compiled them all into one book.
0: Right. It's it's amazing, by the way. We're not gonna we're gonna we're gonna have each of these guests back multiple times. You've already seen NJ, she's been on the show before. But we're gonna have each of you back multiple times. We're not gonna focus on this book today, but we wanted to highlight it. What we are gonna focus on today, and as you can see I've been through it extensively, is let's talk about your book number two.
1: The Thought Detox. So after writing the first book, individuals were asking me, well, how did you get clean? How did you clear up your thought life? How did you get to the point in life where you are right now? And so Mm -hmm. I sat down and wrote the hows and the whys and how I got here. And that is by retraining my thought process, changing my belief systems, challenging my belief systems, Mm -hmm. um, and just letting my new affirmations um, become new belief systems, Mm -hmm. owning those, and taking practical steps each and every day to be who I am today.
0: And, and, and the reason I love each of these guests, it's so perfectly aligned with the work that I'm doing. And we've talked about my journey, so it's not about me. It's way bigger than me, right? But each, when I find and connect with people who are living a life very purposeful and they're doing work to help others, I have to pause. So you guys were not my planned guests for this Sunday. We worked it out (laughs) to make this happen. So thank you all for being here today. This is going to be transformational. So if you're watching this live or you're watching it after the fact on YouTube and you have anything in your life that you want to change, any dream that you want to accomplish, put that in your mind right now and stay tuned, stay connected to every word that's being said here because we're going to take you on a journey. The detox, the thought detox, huge, huge. Breaking free from a negative thought life. Now, you may say, I don't have a negative thought life. But if there's a goal that you haven't accomplished, it's important to roll back, peel back the onion a little bit, and focus on the why so that you can get there. That's Pretty right. simple. right? You also have a third book, and it's a, it's a book of poetry.
1: It is. It's called Just Beat, Reclaiming Peace. So mm. that is basically just... Being okay with the skin I'm in, you know, being okay with who I am, Um, acknowledging and accepting my truth, Mm. acknowledging, accepting um, all the mistakes that I've made, Mm. all the beautiful so-called flaws the world says I may possess. I'm okay with all of that. Um, And just being okay with not knowing the whys in life, you
0: Mm -hmm. know, and
1: just staying in present moment. You know, Mm. staying right here, right now. (laughs) I love you. And
0: with a heart of gratitude. With a heart of gratitude, the attitude of gratitude Mm. I love. Is she amazing? (laughs) Yay. So now I'm going to have you do a quick intro, Pastor. We have, I'll let you do your own intro. And I'm so grateful to have met you. I'm Pastor
2: Tony Brooks, Reverend Dr. Tony R. Brooks, Sr. of Discipleship Church Ministry here in the south end of Seattle, Washington.
0: You're funny. I'm a proud father. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right. so. <laughs> <laughs> You're insightful, but you've yes. every time ta- you you're hilarious too. The thing of it is, is that
2: I give joy to where it should be
0: mm. in my life. All right, now, so you you said Tracy, I love your theme song, "Bigger Than Me." I was like, I know, yes. but we're gonna. It's not about that. You were like, it's all about that. Yes, yes. Why did you want me to pause and really focus on this concept of bigger than me? Let's I we, almost take it for granted sometimes. Let's we forget. The
2: vision that you have, a gift on the the inside of you. The devil didn't put it there. Uh -uh. God did. Yes, he did. And he's bigger than every any problem we issue we have in our lives. All right. So we struggle when we leave him out.
0: Uh, Whoever
2: uh, he may uh, be to you, when we leave him out, we struggle. With him, we live. uh, And I'm here today because I'm excited about what you're doing because. When we, as a people, would humble ourselves and change our ways and mm-hmm. humble, and, and seek his face, mm-hmm. then we can hear. All right. I'm excited to hear the poetry he was <laughs> in, oh, going Sydney, on. it's a lot going on.
0: And sitting here today <laughs> like I in say, an instant. You will all be back. Like I said, this is yeah. the beginning of some beautiful connections. It's all bigger than me. And what I love about this book is, again, the first book that I wrote was called Our Journey, Our Dreams. The Mm -hmm. Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. Again, our journey, life is a journey. And and the art and the science is related to, there's, you know, so much research. I read like a thousand books. I think we've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. And a hundred books I've read or listened to multiple times. So they're like infused as a part of my DNA. Mm -hmm. Forty books I've narrowed it down. So my book, Mm -hmm. book number one, is a bit of an anthology. It's a collection Mm -hmm. of these amazing truths from research and from other books. It's like, hey... If everyone knew these things, we would all be getting to the next level. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between being aware and knowing a thing and actually doing the thing. That's right. right? So when I say the art and science of being aware, Mm -hmm. which is the knowledge game, and getting there, which is the doing, Mm -hmm. this show is going to be all about how do you bridge the gap between knowing and doing. Right? we got some people who are... I would say experts in their fields who 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 have various ways of uh, sharing and expressing and helping those of us on our journey. We're, they're on journeys, too, but mm-hmm. they're not here for that. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of your journeys. But then you have both uh, myself and another lady who we're going to introduce last, only because you're amazing, um, Who we're on a journey and we're gonna vulnerably put ourselves out there, talk about the challenges, the wonderful challenges that we have. There are so many other ways that we're wonderful, but we got some things that we're working on. Mm -hmm. And so today we're gonna put ourselves out there and again ask you to do the same. Think about is there a thing where you're aware of what to do, but you're not quite there, right? Mm -hmm. It's a struggle. Mm -hmm. That's what today is gonna be about. These ladies are gonna be, and handsome gentlemen here are gonna be sharing some insights on how to get there. So as I I, let me introduce my third guest, um,
3: Quayle. Quayle, thank Mm -hmm.
0: you very much. So your first and last name, and tell us a little bit, a little bit about who you are and where did we meet. We're going to have Mike once you tell us where we meet. We're going to have Mike go to this flyer here, and then we're going to have you do your um, your first poem. But tell us who you are, your claim to fame, (laughs) and then I'll have you introduce how we met.
3: Okay, my name is Quayle Vier. I'm the owner and founder of Deep Poetic Soul. And um, what I do is I perform poetry and the poetry is all rooted in healing and spiritual development. Mm. Um, I also created the first ever 3D healing poetry frames. Mm. So um, online, I do have K Home Decor by Deep Poetic Soul. And this was when I was going through my own transformation. Mm-hmm. And as you said There was a art and a science to it. So I did go through a period where I was doing nothing but gathering information Mm. Mm -hmm. um, because I understood that um, I had taken in things without really going like without really having the discernment of the information I was Mm. taking in. And I may have had a persona of myself that wasn't true Mm. and all the history that. Had been forgotten or that I didn't know about. So mm-hmm. I spent a whole lot of time researching, taking information, staying up countless hours. And that's what led to me understanding that I needed to heal mm. and that I needed to change my thoughts. I love it. And so that led to the heightened awareness. I love it. Um, it has taken healing every single step of the way even when it Mm. comes to doing the practical things Mm. because what i noticed was a lot of self-sabotage i'm not good enough i'm not i don't know enough you know all of these things Mm -hmm. that we tell ourselves that keep us from doing the practical things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i never knew i could have my own business i thought i was stupid You know, Mm -hmm. I was heavily abused and neglected as Mm -hmm. a youth. Mm -hmm. And so I had to heal all of those thoughts and beliefs about myself before I can actually have any movement. I love Mm -hmm.
0: it. Well, thank you for being here. Um, So, Mike, if you can go to this fire real quick. But we're going to we met we all met at an event. It was called the Elevate Summit. So I'm going to have Mike go to the fire. I think he's zooming it in as we speak. What was your best part of the summit and why were you there? I was there as a vendor. Um, mm-hmm. Debrina Jackson Gandy invited me. To Let's hear her name again. Debrina, Debrina Jackson Gandy, yes. an amazing yes. woman, by the way. Yes. The yes. Elevate Summit. She does this whole series of Elevate events, mm-hmm. right? And this was we're gonna have. Mike, can you zoom in real quick? You already did. Did you? You played it. You showed it. Can you hand it to me real quick? Hand me that book. Thank you, somebody. Just gonna thank you. So it was called the Elevate 2019 Black Money and Business Success Summit. It was yesterday. There was three powerful panels of black experts. There was the keynote speaker was Lewis Rudd, mm. CEO of Ezell's Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. was amazing. Businessman, multimillionaire, mm. Oprah's favorite chicken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about that, too. It was so good. He's actually going to be on the show as well. So he had an amazing presentation. But I met these ladies. I mean, there were so many people there. It was just, it was so comforting. I needed a little confirmation that I'm not on this journey alone. I do have to tell you. Mm-hmm. Please know that it felt so good to be in a room. So I have to just thank Miss. Um. Debrina Actually, the Jackson, whole team, Miss Debrina Jackson-Gandy and Devin Stubblefield was mm-hmm. the uh, co-producer of this Elevate Black Money and Business Success Summit. Again, it was amazing. Um, and we'll talk more about that. I am going to have Debrina on. I'm going to have the keynote speaker on. I'm going to have three or four or five of these other individuals on as well, because it this is the type of content that we want to share the purpose of me doing this show is that we together it's bigger than me and together we can change the world we can help youth and adults seniors anyone who has a goal in life if this was around business and money but these individuals are focused on living their best lives perfect testimonies of people trying to yes. get to the next level mm-hmm. people who are moving again all on their journey all talking about areas of improvement that they still need to do but wow it was just it was overwhelmingly exciting truly exciting so we'll have we'll have more um about elevate um i'm slowing back down i got excited (laughs) for (laughs) (laughs) yesterday was overwhelming so before i have you talk about this rebirth i'm going to introduce my final guest who is she close enough mike is she in good shape? she's not close enough scooch 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 okay oh and she wants you to bring your mic with you there you go okay is that good (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't look very impressed is that good enough can you see us both all right so miss um lady one of my favorite people can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about this concept of we talked about having a goal Mm -hmm. having a dream Mm -hmm. having a thing that we want to accomplish and not Getting Not being there, not being where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting. She and I were working, we're, we're at my house, and I said, oh, um, mm-hmm. let's flip through the book uh, of the author that I'm going to have on the show. I said, the book is called The Thought Detox. I said, her name is Sharon. She said Sharon Blake. I think
4: detox. so. <laughs> she, she said thought detox. I, was like, I said hey. I
3: think.
0: So tell me, what? How, how do you know Sharon? And and you 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 read the book. She said I normally have it in my bag <laughs> because a, it's not a book that you just
4: read through like a story. You so you you work on it. Yeah, Keep it's talking. a it's a workbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to have it on you all the time like like a
0: guide so Mike, does she need to like put the mic this way and then look at us or something there you go (laughs) okay yeah so the thought
4: detox that's um as soon as i heard that for you said you said that i was like yeah that's
0: her (laughs) beyond reading the book what Uh you said is i participated in one of her workshops at the Mm -hmm. urban league Mm -hmm. this is radio so you have to tell us more Yeah,
4: so um, she was uh, teaching a course for us. What did you learn? um,
0: And why is this important to you? Introduce yourself and tell us why was this concept of the thought detox important to you? Let's get to the nitty gritty so we can keep it moving. Okay. Who are you? Why are you here? What is your struggle? And what would you like to get out of this conversation with these experts?
4: I am a 29-year-old millennial, black lady. (laughs) Beautiful black lady. (laughs) And um, this is so important to me because there's been so many things that I've been taught negatively to think about myself and I didn't even know. And it's not just about being black or being a woman. It's just about how society can just teach you negative things about yourself and you don't even know. Mm -hmm. So um, just learning to point those out and um, knowing that you can change that. This book helps you do that. (laughs) And Sharon guided us uh, through the course to help identify that and um, take that away. But also you have to put something back when you take it away. <laughs> so meaning need to
0: take away negative thoughts to stop. Exactly. Those negative thoughts. But then put it. in
4: something else so then you're not left empty.
0: So let's talk specifically. There's a struggle that you're working on. You've come on the show before. We've mm-hmm. talked about it before. Let's put it out there. I'm going to put mine out there and then we're going to get back to these ladies. I'm going to talk about a rebirth. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the beginning the continuation, because we're on a journey, of a rebirth, and then we're going to talk about how and some of the strategies that strategies that are in the book. We're going to have the pastor give us some insights, and we're going to have this beautiful woman giving a, giving us some spoken word mm. to inspire those who are watching as we go on this journey. So let's talk about your, would you like me to go first, or do you want to? Uh, you can go first. Okay, I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying beautiful amazing gorgeous and awesome however I weighed in at a whopping 299 recently <laughs> I'm just saying that's a problem mm. now I don't have any negative self. Talk about myself. I can say I'm fat and think I'm wonderful Amen. and fat, but I am overweight. And when I think about things that I've accomplished in life, I am so proud. I have multiple master- multiple degrees, advanced degrees. Uh, I've worked 25 years in corporate America, eight years at IBM, 14 years at Disney, worked internationally in Mexico and Rio, Brazil, worked here at Microsoft. But I got to tell you, when I think about what I was meant to do in this earth and why I was put on this earth, This is why I was put on this earth. It is so much bigger than me. I'm writing book number three. Book number three is going to be published first in January. I'm super excited about it. So I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do. It feels amazing. And as I'm on this journey and I'm helping other people and I I, I volunteer at SCORE helping people, you know, start new businesses and I'm president of a nonprofit organization, uh, the National Black MBA Association, and I do consulting for corporations, diversity and inclusion. I got a lot of good things going on. Hmm. However, when I think about my past, what I like to say is I grew up relatively poor. And success for me was being able to eat whatever I want, whenever I want it. So as I'm living around the world and traveling, I'm living, I'm feeling good. Thank you, Jesus, giving him the glory, but I'm feeling really good. So being able to eat, cause I used to have to eat food I didn't like growing up. Like I can still flash back to some traumatic food situations. Hamburger
3: <laughs> Hamburger helper. I wish. I think I was wishing for
0: some hamburger helper. We had some chicken pot pies, and I know that was not real chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Six for a dollar, you know, some Mm -hmm. shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And I was like, when I grow up, I am going to be able to eat whatever I want, whenever I. I that's what success looked like mm-hmm. to me. I was smart in school. Thank God for that. I, I, I've talked before on the show. I have ADHD, which was my superpower because you, I, I can. You can't give me too much information, which is why I've written three books and got seven more in the hopper, and because <laughs> that's my gift. Mm-hmm. That's one of my gifts. Um, so, but the one area right, that I kind of put to the side. I didn't even give it to Jesus. I've turned a lot of stuff over to Jesus. You know, I really liked getting my check at Microsoft on the 15th and the 30th of every month. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. It took, like, you know, you can get back into the corporate game, but I knew for a fact, I had been doing a show for two years, a radio show, The Our Journey, Our Dreams, the art and science of being aware and getting there for two years, writing a book while working at Microsoft, while doing this other work. If that is not why I was put on this earth, that was not my full destiny. I knew I had these books that I needed to birth. I knew I had this show and this this ecosystem I needed to birth. I have a website that we're building out that's going to actually make this even more organic and, and, and scalable for the world to see. That's really what's exciting. That's what's happening in January. So I'm super excited. I couldn't have done that while working at Microsoft, right? But throughout my life, young, old, et cetera, the one thing I did was I would reward myself with food. I got straight A's in school. Even when we were poor, we could have ice cream. That was my treat. Ice cream when I got straight A's and I always did without trying. So I say that to say success for me was being able to eat whatever I want whenever I wanted. So throughout this time, throughout my life, I've been doing that. So these are my success sets. <laughs> can you see? Do you, can you zoom in, Mike? <laughs> Not that you need to. Right? <laughs> It's a problem. It's now a problem. So what I realize now is, you know what? As I'm writing the book, you know, I could have kept it on the back burner, but God wouldn't give me any peace about it. Don't you hate it when He's like needling at you? Something you in your book you talked about. Needling? Yes, mm-hmm. you talk in your book about the unconscious, like when, when mm-hmm. there's the when there's the um, what do you call it? When there's the conscious, there's there's the your knowing, your intuition. Mm-hmm. Like I was still trying to put it to the side, and He was like, mm-hmm. 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 so I had another huh? Your unctionings functions, your intuition, whatever those things are. So this is one that I now have to officially put on the table and get to getting. I have Mm -hmm. to start working on it. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. So Today we're going to talk about my problem, talking about it, thinking about it, um, and I know what to do. I've gone through some weight loss programs. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what to do. I choose not to do it. I have not physically turned it over. So for those things where you've been thinking about starting that business and hoping to, to um, uh, I don't know, you, you haven't gotten that degree or you haven't, you know, you're not the best parent. Or you're not the best spouse and you know you can do better, but you're not like whatever that thing is that you haven't done that you really know that you can do. That's what this show is going to be about. Right. Mm-hmm. So mine is weight. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to put myself out there. And I've done it before. I have waited live on the show and mm-hmm. went on and wrote another book that had nothing to do with weight and still didn't address it. So we got some ladies in here. Again, I don't know if it's negative thoughts or just like thoughts that do not accrue to my goal. So if I have thoughts that are not accruing to my long term or my goal, then we got to figure that one out. That's what today's going to be about. So I'm putting it out there. Anything else I need to say?
3: Okay, That's so good. So <laughs> and I
0: tell her all the time. I'm like, I, you know, sugar addiction is a thing. Right? I don't overeat. I don't binge. I don't have. I just make wise unwise choices <laughs> that are non-nutritional, and I reward myself with food. And so, we, you know, there's tons of research I've written about in my, in book number one, that talks about the sugar cravings. Like, mm-hmm. mice will run over an electrified plate to get the sugar, just like they will to get the cro- cocaine and crack. And we're going to talk about, you got over crack addiction. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about mm-hmm. that. But you have a problem. Let's talk about your problem, and where you are with it, and, and, and why is today so important. Um. So, Yeah, my problem. I've
4: been um, using alcohol to fix my problem, actually. So that would I would say that's my problem Um, just to get into um, another another way of thinking, just a a way of um, like growing up um, my background. um, uh, We were always kind of taught to be seen, not heard in my voice. I felt like I didn't have a voice. And then later on, um, I got introduced into alcohol, like the typical, no more teenager partying ways. And then, um, later into adulthood, I found out that, oh, it's like soothing. And it's, um, I, I have, it can relieve in Like I have more of a voice. I have, there's, I have, it releases my inhibitions. So, um, but then it, it became problematic. So, um, the thought detox is important to me because, um, yeah, I've been using drinking as a solution, but um, the real problem is my thought thinking. Like, why go to a drink? Why Why am I feeling this way? And that's the, uh, That's what I'd love to hear from Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> so, How'd you so go I, out of it?
1: <laughs> so I totally understand. Um, yeah. I've been clean from crack cocaine for nine years. I got into um, drugs and alcohol abuse because of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, And because of the narrative that was uh, forced upon me as a little girl um, that I wasn't good enough, that I too dark, no one will ever love me. I had to do the hardest work. That's a lot of pressure to put on a little girl, Mm -hmm. seven, you know, six, seven years old. Right. right? And so growing up in an abusive, alcoholic uh, household uh, didn't help either. So my life was stress filled and trauma filled. And we were abused constantly. So as I grew up, I was looking for love, I was looking for acceptance. Um, I just wanted to fit in with someone because I was told I was never gonna fit in. Grew up in uh, West Seattle in White Center, where literally we got KKK written on our house in, red, sp- in red spray paint. And so What year was this? Well, I'm fifty now, so I'm seven turned years 50 old. This year. <laughs> so um it was it was a little bit ago, but <laughs> to say all that society cultural um, culture that I grew up in, like I was the darkest one in my family. My um, siblings and my stepdad and my mom were all light skinned. and, and then looking at lived, you, you're pretty light. <laughs> yeah, well they're they're bright bright. So mm-hmm. I was the darkest, um, or we, we, what we would 100%. call high yellow, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in our community, but. And then not being accepted in my own family, let alone not being accepted in our neighborhood, which we lived was predominantly white. Right. Mm -hmm. In West Seattle. And so I just really felt horrible my entire life growing up, my entire childhood up until um, my teenage years. I got pregnant when I was 14 years old because I wanted love and I was looking for it and willing to accept it from anyone who would give it to me. Wow! And so during that phase, I never got over the, the negative narratives and thoughts that were roaming around in my, in my head. And I took those on and they became my beliefs. So I was walking through life, believing that I was nothing, believing that I would never amount to anything. And that success was not for me. I was supposed to do the hardest work. Um, So that got me into drugs and alcohol Mm. um, and that that life. (laughs) I don't wish that for anyone, but I used that as a coping mechanism because I was tired of feeling pain and the constant pressure. So when I drank like you, I felt relieved. I felt Mm. courage. I could be who I wanted to be when I wanted to be. Right. But it was it was false. It wasn't real. And so uh, fast forwarding up into uh, me recognizing that I needed help. Uh, was that I was tired of pain running my life. I literally I wrote this whole poem about pain and how um, you don't get to run me anymore. you oh. know, my past is my past. And um, the Punisher that I had, which was my stepdad, uh, I kind of took him along with me even though he wasn't there because he was in my head, he was oh. in my ears. And so writing, journaling all my pain became my therapy. Um, before I had even written a book or thought about writing a book. But I would wake up in the morning, God, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this, God? I don't want to be like this no more. I don't want to live like this no more. And I would begin to journal. And as I began to journal, I began to see what was going on in my mind. Um, And I didn't know how to change, but I was beginning to put what was in here down on paper. And once I saw it and acknowledged it and recognized it, I was actually shocked. I sat back and was like, is that what I really think about myself? See, that's why writing is so important because you get to put it down as words and analyze it for yourself. So you kind of detach from it in a way. But then you own what's on there, too. So you got to own your stuff. And throughout um, teaching this book and writing this book, the biggest uh, problem that I've seen with the clients that I've dealt with is accepting and owning their stuff. (laughs) Why don't people want to accept their they're they're junk
0: i love it so basically this is the again the art and science of being aware and getting there book number Mm -hmm. one for me is our journey our dreams the art and science of being aware and getting there section one of the book actually section two is called being aware and there's a whole series of thing around things around acknowledging Mm -hmm. where you are Mm -hmm. in the present moment Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so that's important
1: it's really important so when i
0: say i'm fat I I'm not self, dep no. you know, this is not a problem. I mean, it's a problem, but it's just it's acknowledgement because my self image is not that way. Mm-hmm. So I have to say it in my head out loud. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I still have the image of me in, in, in college. And let me say I'm one hundred and something plus plus pounds <laughs> yeah. higher than that image. Just right. saying. But my mm-hmm. self image is that girl. Mm-hmm. I, so it's important for me to say those words, not in a negative way. And me in mm-hmm. my mind, it's more of a in an acknowledging the truth of the matter. How yes. many of us, how That's many of important. us just kind of go through life mm-hmm. and you look, look, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was getting my nails done one day sitting all leaning back. You know how they do getting a pedicure and a manicure at the same time. And my belly was sitting so big, I was like, oh, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a problem. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I had but I actually have to say it mm-hmm. in order for me to remember that there's a problem, mm-hmm. right? And I know what you said was, Tracy, because I was like, I know it's a problem, and I'm trying to, I'm re- redefining what success looks like for me. Mm-hmm. And you talked about owning the affirmations, mm-hmm. right? So tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about that. So mm-hmm. we both my, we, we both are owning owning where we are and creating affirmations. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to go into this concept of rebirth. So Mike, I'm going to have you zoom in on um, the the poem there that we have.
1: So in the book, I, I named some of my negative thoughts. Yes. I'm
0: not good enough.
1: Um, I'm unlovable. So what I asked clients to do, as well as what I did for myself, was I wrote a rebuttal to those. I am lovable. Mm-hmm. I, I'm dark, yes, but I love the beauty, and I love mm-hmm. the skin that mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm beautiful. And so it's not enough just to recite those, but you have to own them. It's like putting on clothes every morning. So what I did was I woke up every morning, and I recited, affirmations Mm. until they became a part of me my habit was what created this new me so it's not just enough to just say it but to believe in it how do we believe in it by habit we walk it out daily
0: taking action Action. people so one of the things i'm writing about as well is Thoughts are important. Thoughts become mm-hmm. things. We know that to be true. But it's the actions, mm-hmm. it's the habits that mm-hmm. make that make a difference. And so, right. when you said you 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 put on those affirmations, or mm-hmm. you you make them whole, Pastor, can you tell us a little bit about putting on the righteousness and the armor of God? Because yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm fighting. Right, you're fighting these 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 thoughts in your head. You, mm-hmm. how do you put on the armor? How do you put on the armor? Well, I knew there's some scriptures about putting on the armor mm-hmm. and the yeah, yeah, the belt yeah, of truth. That. That. When I say I'm fat, that's a bit of truth. Call it out, sister, and
2: keep it moving. And your mindset is finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's bigger than us. See. Amen. And when we do that, our mindset, we have to learn how to manage. Before God created the earth, before man came along, he says, I need you to manage and cultivate the Garden of Eden. He didn't look for a pastor. He said, but I wanted you to manage the land. And we as a people need to learn how to develop and get some land.
0: And we need to manage. But in our
2: mindset of thinking the thought, coming to America the way that we came, we have been indoctrinated to believe in the indoctrination of what they have been taught to us. Negative concept. But the mindset of it is is that I am somebody. Great Martin Luther King said that I am somebody. I am
0: somebody.
2: And so the only way that we can be delivered is we have to find out who we are and who we belong to. And when we do that, then we build ourselves on biblical principles and concepts of life, so that when we have affirmations and elements that come before us, then we know how to deduce it and define our issues and our problems. Wonderfully and skillfully made, beautifully. When you say "fat," I look at
1: you and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Beautifully,
0: you but I'm... America taught us that. Let, let me be clear. Two ninety nine is a problem. So that, that's the other thing. I, I yeah. let Let me be Why clear. Why is
1: two ninety nine a problem?
0: Um. Two ninety nine 99 is a problem because my knees can't support exactly. the weight. It's right. a problem because I'm borderline diabetic. It's a problem because... It's a problem. It's just, it, it is unnecessary. Yeah, ha- my my frame was not meant to hold all this extra weight. And I can tell you, listen, mm-hmm. this, because this conversation is mm-hmm. a different conversation. So to have a conversation with a fat girl who's 299 mm-hmm. pounds trying to convince me, because at 170, at 200, mm-hmm. it was okay. But, you know, I'm big boned. And I'm happy mm-hmm. with every, my honey loves every curve, so I'm good. And whether he mm-hmm. did or not, I love everything about me. But it's a problem. See, right? So you that's you the one the coping thing. You mechanism. Well, well, to,
2: to doing what you're doing. But what
0: I'm saying is I would not like to. for the part of this conversation to have anything to do with why is it a problem. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear, it's mm-hmm. a problem. And, and if and, and if 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 we all agree that owning your current state, mm-hmm. if we agree that being aware is so important, I'm I mean, I'm clear well, that's part that of it. I have a, um, and I also have nieces that are that are more overweight than I am. Nieces mm-hmm. that are 20 years younger than I am that are more overweight than I am. And I also feel like this is bigger than me. So every mm-hmm. time I deny a craving, guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm denying a craving and I'm walking it out and I'm writing it out. Right mm-hmm. In this book, by January, I'm going to have some very clear thoughts. That's mm-hmm. why I pushed the book back a little bit because I didn't want to add in the weight loss thing, mm-hmm. even the book number one. I really didn't because it's like, why am I holding back all these other great things related mm-hmm. to until i get this weight thing under control mm-hmm. but he didn't give me any peace about being done with it so i'm like okay let me move on because i got seven books i'm writing mm-hmm. so book number one is done book number two is done book number three is called it's all bigger than me it's mm-hmm. an invitation mm-hmm. right to for all of us to put our stuff out there we all got things we're working on mm-hmm. i'm not ashamed of it now i'm let, acknowledging let me, let me it, with this, and i'm moving forward
2: that ma- managing your life is that when you learn to master learning Exactly. We're just learning to learn our behavior and modifying our behavior. When we learn to do that, then we change our attitude. Yes. If we got a bad negative attitude, then we will keep the same, or atti- which will not open any doors. Right. And right. You can write a book then now
0: because it'll be your experience. It's the experience. So I have tons of experiences in other areas. Attitude, longitude. Exactly. What I love <laughs> about you on your how is your control out delete because mm-hmm. it's not just what to do, <laughs> right? She has control out delete. Let's talk about control. Mm -hmm. She said the negative thoughts come again, and when they do, control out, delete them. It is imperative that we exchange old toxic thoughts with new life-giving thoughts that will aid in creating a new life. So all I'm saying is, guys, the way I used to define success, Mm -hmm. being able to eat whatever I want whenever I want, is not my definition of success anymore. Mm -hmm. I have to reprogram my mind. I got to control out and delete that. Mm -hmm. When I want to reward myself. Excuse
2: me, you said delete, not repeat.
3: Right, mm. we Come keep on repeating, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's good. Push the repeat.
2: Exactly. Everybody like keep it. repeating the same old actions,
0: attitudes. Exactly. No so, gratitude. Exactly. So delete. let's talk about the how for those of us like me and NJ who got some issues. <laughs> We're on a beautiful journey mm-hmm. of transformation might get ready for rebirth uh but we're going to talk about control alt delete first and then we're going to go to your rebirth poem and get people a chance to process this concept of changing some things so so so
1: so part of control alt delete also has to do with you with us as individuals um valuing ourselves mm-hmm. so wherever we place our value we're going to hold that thing in high regard mm-hmm. right so what i had to learn um about my identity was that I didn't value myself as a black woman because I wasn't taught to. Mm -hmm. So I had to relearn how to value myself. Mm -hmm. So I started putting myself up on the pedestal that I should have been placed in, in the first place. I love it. Meaning that I'm valuable in the skin. I am, whether you like me or accept me or Mm -hmm. not, you know, I'm valued. Whether I have, I'm have a husband or a best friend or a mom or a dad or not. I am going to value myself. It, It, you know, it took, it took, me like to just scream that thing I'm okay with me I love me and I'm worth more than anything that's less Mm -hmm. than me or that's trying to bring me down Mm -hmm. and so part of that valuing is not allowing yourselves to hurt
0: yourself Mm -hmm. I literally have to
1: look at myself in the mirror one day and say you are creating this for us and we don't like this anymore Uh I don't like feeling like this but I'm the one who keeps perpetuating this thing mm-hmm. because of the thoughts that I keep allowing uh, to control my behavior uh, mm-hmm.
3: uh, so now
1: what are we going to do about that once I looked into the mirror and saw and said that to myself it was me hurting me now it wasn't uh, the people in my past anymore because the punisher uh, who was my stepfather was fine. gone but his vo- his voice was still mm-hmm. in my head so how do you I was reciting it? those Mm-hmm. You had to lay all that down. Mm-hmm. Control out, delete. Control out. delete. You have to replace those thoughts with new, healthy, life giving thoughts. And that is a habitual
0: practice. So, can you say we, that? Well, hold hold Can you say that last word again? Because I think we need to focus on
1: habitual practice.
0: The last word. Practice. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Practice. Makes perfect. Every day. Every day. You've and got, not just you've got, in the morning, by heard
1: the way. You to fake it till you make it.
0: Listen, I have a whole <laughs> intellectual That's what you gotta do. I have a whole intellectual <laughs> um, yeah. uh, methodology that I've built out that I've mm. actually trademarked called intuitive theatrics. Mm-hmm. Mm. And ah. that is a very when I say tons of research behind this concept, cool. it is a make trademarked. I got I'm writing a, a TED talk right now mm-hmm. Come on, on this concept. Yes. So, yes, I understand the concept of fake until you make it. And it's not quite that simple, but yes. Now, you didn't mention control, alt, delete. Let's go through the steps. Let's let's share the steps with our um, viewing audience. Control.
1: Control, when a negative thought comes into your mind, you're going to stop that. You're going to stop that negative thought. That's
0: basically acknowledging it.
1: Acknowledging that it's there. Don't act like it's not there. You know, we have to acknowledge it. Alt, you're going to stop
0: it. Hold on. I'm going to slow you down. The reason I'm going to slow you down is because I... You and I have met just recently. Mm -hmm. You don't know about the book that I've written. You don't know about the research I've done. But the reason I love your stuff, because it's perfectly aligned Mm -hmm. with what I've done. So you have control. I will control thoughts that I allow in my mind. But then you say, breathe in. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you why that's so important. Because what I've written about in this TED Talk that I'm writing specifically, and this concept is breathing in research specifically, talks about there's this, this thing when you're jonesing for a drink. Or some ice cream, or or some crack. You said you got over crack, right? There's this flight, You know, there, there's a part of your brain that's that's activated. Mm-hmm. It's not the reasoning part of your brain. It's not your prefrontal cortex. But it is scientifically proven that when you breathe, mm-hmm. take take three deep breaths, mm-hmm. slow in and out. Mm-hmm. You're bringing control from that fight or flight syndrome that okay. we have. That little, mm-hmm. you know, little, little itch you're trying to scratch. Mm-hmm. You know about the itch, right? Mm-hmm. There's an itch. But breathe in is so important. So basically stopping, acknowledging that, thought, but breathing in and out, that is so important because it is scientifically proven that you're bringing, you're bringing control back to your prefrontal cortex. That is the reasoning part of your brain. So you have to do, you may have to breathe in and breathe out slowly on a regular throughout the day every time you have an itch that you need to scratch, Every time you have a thought that's negative, that is contrary to a goal that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. can I get an amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. amen. Okay, amen. so now I'm sorry. Control. I didn't want you to skip over the breathe yeah. in part because yeah. important. Because
1: that's part of acknowledging breathing in. You're taking a moment to say, "Hey, this mm-hmm. thought is here," and then check those thoughts at the door is what I tell my clients. Oh, all don't the time. let them in. Don't let them in. So you, you're checking them. You're going to check. What does them. that mean? You're going to check them at the you door. Why are himself. you here, thought? That's part of the breathing in. You're taking that moment. Mm-hmm. So when that thought comes in. We're gonna ask the thought. Why are you here?
0: I'm not what even giving my thoughts. Thought. I'm What's not even the, giving well, my thoughts that much time. If you've done well, the work, I mean, you, in the in the in the action of it for me, mm-hmm. if you've done the work, you journaled it out. Now I, I, I'm trying to move through but the journey. But for those who who, who haven't. haven't done the yeah. work, this is true. Thank because
1: you. Because in order to change a behavior, you have to change the thought, and you have to know why the thought is there in order to change the thought. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're just acknowledging why the thought is there. And then to figure out why that thought is there. Where did that thought come from? A lot of my beliefs weren't even mine. All that negative, toxic junk weren't mine. Right. I was just taught that. Right. So I had to disown that and move forward. Stopping it, just
0: meaning that's hey, the alt. So I've yeah, already, control, alt, mm-hmm. delete. Alt is step two.
1: Okay. Stopping. We're, we're done with that. We know you're here. We know why you're here. We don't want that. We're done.
0: So you stop say, my. I will stop the negative impact of this toxic mm-hmm. thought. I will take control of my life. And you have in parentheses next to that. Exhale. Mm -hmm. Exhale. You're breathing in deep, holding it to the top. Mm -hmm. Stop. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying, and I'm not going there. Yeah, we're not going there. We're
1: not going to do what the negative, toxic thought wants us to do. Mm
0: -hmm. And then you're going to alt, exhale, Mm -hmm. and then delete.
1: Replace those thoughts with new, healthy, life-giving thoughts.
0: Can you say that again?
1: Replace those thoughts with new life-giving thoughts. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, ma'am. I think we're ready for uh, Mike. Can you give us a visual, real quick, of this poem that she's about to recite? What is it called?
3: The one that you want me to it, recite, in. or we're gonna do, do we're going to do one. breathe
0: in real quick. Is that what it's called? Not breathe. What is this one? No, called? that one is
3: called ego. What's at the top a... of it? Rebirth. rebirth. Sorry, oh, we're going to so talk about, that. about.
0: Sorry, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about rebirth. Mm. So basically she's she's she just described as being reborn in your mind Mm. each and every time a negative thought comes in. You're basically. This is a rebirth. So let's Mm. talk
3: about let's read that one real quick. Mike, if you can show it real quick. So this poetry frame is it's called rebirth and it's talking about ego. And it says, let the burning of your ego remind you there is beauty in dying. So. We basically have to get used to the pain that is that comes along with awareness of what we are doing that is destructive to our own well-being and the well-being of others around us. There's pain associated there. That's why people don't do it. That's why people don't heal. They don't change because it's painful to realize that you are the jerk. Or you (laughs) are the one who Mm -hmm. has been doing something negative. And Mm -hmm. it's even more painful to acknowledge, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you said, you had to remember, you had to understand that he wasn't even in the room. Mm -hmm. Yet, somehow he was the cause of your current pain. Mm -hmm. And when you acknowledge that, no, it is you that is causing your own pain in this moment, Mm -hmm. that there's some pain associated with that because now you have betrayed yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, you have to allow that thought and that behavior to die by first having a a, a heightened sense of awareness about that behavior and why it needs to die. So it's not just... So I have my own um, definition of healing and spiritual development just from my own experience and so the definition of healing is to transmute it's the transmutation of transmutation of hurt and pain due to your own transgressions and the transgressions of others mm-hmm. into heightened awareness in such a way as to not um stop someone from living like a godlike human being Mm. So it's it's a heightened sense of of awareness in such a way that does not hinder you from living like a godlike human being. Mm. And that's when you know you have healed. Now, some people, a lot of people have always have also said it's when you go back to something like Mm. find your peace or find something about you that you've lost. But in my understanding, when you've truly healed, you have completed the entire process and you can never go back to how you were. Mm. It's not about finding something that was there. You have something even greater now. You, you have transformed. transformed. Wow. And that means that you have learned it on a soul level. Mm. So now you don't pass on the generational. Mm. Curse it doesn't move on to mm. the psyche of the next person that will come into mm. being in your bloodline because you're new because you are new like there is nothing that you there is nothing that could make you go back to that behavior. I love it so let, let's talk real quick so I can't believe see how
0: fast <laughs> this hour goes by. Right. Y'all? So ma'am, you are beautiful. Thank you. Say it. your name again and then I want you to say recite this poem and you guys see how beautiful these boxes are. Uh, we're gonna end the show by talking about how they can reach each of you but say real quick your name again and then let's have you recite this beautiful poem to have lived because again life is a journey Mm -hmm. so what we're talking Mm -hmm. about right now you're going to be back because we're going to continue this conversation Mm -hmm. we're putting it out here to start Mm -hmm. to say this is this is basically part one of a three-part series i'm going to bring y'all back we're going to continue other conversations but when we talk about transformation we're just scraping the surface this is the beginning right right. 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 you guys will be back and then we'll have other conversations but let's talk Mm -hmm. about this concept of transformation and the rebirth Mm -hmm. so can you talk about share this this poem that you have you want to perform it wanna Well, up, I'm going you need to. to go? you <laughs> well, gonna I'm going to
3: simply uh, recite the poem. Um, but before I begin, um, w- once again, my name is Quaylee and this poem is called "To Have Lived," mm-hmm. and it's about acceptance. Mm. Now, I don't know if everyone knows Amos Wilson, but um, when I looked him up, I looked up sp- healing and spiritual development, and Amos mm-hmm. Wilson had um, a conf- uh, a conference that he did talking about acceptance. And that's where it all begins. Mm -hmm. That's where the healing begins. Mm -hmm. So this is called To Have Lived. Understanding the seriousness of each choice with no regret. Instead, accepting the different lenses you have been fortunate to see through, some more grand than others, all led to a pure and complete view. You gain heart, sight, and hearing. This wisdom isn't only full of pain. Even some of the painful experiences produce feelings of euphoria and open gateways to ultimate levels of passion. Some made you feel like a God that need not be denied the all-encompassing experience of what it means to have lived and to have loved. To have had the pain and pleasure enough to feel the vibrations of all wavelengths and oscillations that are inseparable to nature and have ultimately allowed you to relate to everything in existence to have lived. Mm. 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 (laughs) and 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 since it's this is beautiful it's Mm. bigger than me Mm -hmm. i was Mm. pulling out from everett community college Mm -hmm. i graduated there from there with a business degree and i it just came to me this poem right here Mm -hmm. some take a few months to write but this Mm -hmm. came as an awareness Mm -hmm. a download Mm -hmm. i looked at a plant and i thought how amazingly beautiful it was Wow. And I was like, one with the plant, you know, <laughs> it was really weird. I had like this, this moment, this moment. right? You're- and and I was like, oh, my God, you know, what if what we perceive to be pain is actually the gateway to uh, mm-hmm. an entity or energy communicating mm-hmm. with us like a, a, a long lost ancestors or something like we have to just appreciate every feeling that we've ever experienced, even mm-hmm. bereavement, because that is. Brings us closer to the oneness with this thing we call life and this experience we're having. Mm. Everything we've been through mm-hmm. all adds up to something greater. Mm. And so, Pastor, yeah.
0: you know, you know, you, you know, I feel it. it. It's bigger than me,
3: baby. <laughs> That's how we end the show. We, we put our
0: hands out and we say it's bigger than me. So y'all yes. get ready because yeah. the time is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. But Pastor, you said something to me that best perfectly aligns. Mm-hmm. You guys, you can feel the flow in this room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. energy. Are you feeling good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feeling good? Mm-hmm. She's smiling. She just said to have, have the pain and pleasure. What if the pain mm-hmm. is a gateway? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you mm-hmm. talked about your mm-hmm. um, trials being your testimony or mm-hmm. your, what, what? what is it?
2: So w- when we speak about your pain, your misery turned out to be your ministry.
3: There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It covers all things. So you have been predestined to be here, but the things that you have been through is to stop now. We have to stand now. It's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God called us in his image to be what he wants us to be. Now, am I pleasing myself? Am I pleasing you? Or am I offending or pleasing him?
0: So, Mike, are you, hopefully you're zooming in on this handsome gentleman because I'm going to ask him another question.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: let's talk about this concept of testimony. Again, because this concept mm-hmm. of bigger than me is we well all overcome. are here. She just said you got over crack cocaine. Mm-hmm
2: by her testimony
0: by her mm-hmm. testimony and, i'm here saying i'm fat and i'm uh, and i'm working it uh-huh. right i know i have everything i need to get to the next level and i think most times people tell their stories at the end i'm mm-hmm. like let's talk about it along the way it's not easy mm-hmm. it's really not easy mm-hmm. but but this testimony we got 5 minutes this testimony mm-hmm. this is my treasure this is my purpose yes. i was put on this earth for this thing let's talk to people who are struggling right now People yeah, that are struggling. That are right struggling. Now. Give them clarity that you're going through this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and God doesn't give you too much. He doesn't mm-hmm. give you more than you can bear. His grace is sufficient. Help me out, Pastor. Re- you re- know. Remember this is that Satan
2: is seeking whom he can destroy. See. Mm-hmm. All of us have a testimony. Mm-hmm. And everything that we've been through today is it's scientifically proven. We're here today, divinely ordered. In an instance, we just met just less than 24 less hours. Less than 24 yes. hours. Mm-hmm. But we're here talking about the goodness and the greatness and the awesomeness of what he is and who we are.
3: Uh-huh.
2: How can we help others? And like we how can, can Now, how can we help each How can other? our stories help by another person? By being patient with one another, by caring. People don't care about how much you know. They want to know how much you care. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's right. And we've been taught not to care. We look mm-hmm. beyond each other's faults and try to help them with their needs.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Come on now.
2: And we should be doing that because what Jesus did is he did the same thing. But we've been indoctrinated to look beyond your faults and ignore your needs, and talk about you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. And talk about you. Kick exactly. while you you're down. Exactly. <laughs>
4: Stomp
2: on so you. Guys, That's not what we do
0: here. It's bigger than me. When I say we're building an all. What, what am I
2: saying? Saying about how big is your God? See, he has the whole world in his hands. If his eyes on the sparrow, you yeah, know he's watching. He's watching over of you. Now the thing of it is, is that we're here today to start a
0: journey. This is the beginning of a new generation. It's a movement. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's called the, the book number three is called "It's All Bigger Than Me." The movement, yes. the yes. movement, and you yeah. have to it, understand that's what it's called.
2: Now you're in a circle. You have to tap in. When I said managing the mindset process yeah. is accountability.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you
2: left-brained or are you right-brained? Do you learn kopestetic? Uh, uh, however, you learn.
0: You need to surround yourself with people. Education is just learning
2: how to learn.
0: Absolutely, information
2: informs me. Salvation transforms me, and sin Mm -hmm. deforms me.
0: So information informs you, and salvation transforms you. So sin. Deforms you. So now, now, what I loved about her is, and she and I were both struggling, because book number one doesn't really have a spiritual aspect. It is interesting because I was struggling Ooh. publishing it. I know. can really, is everything. I can't really no, no, no. tell my story <laughs> without that. It's so much bigger than me, which is why book number three is big. We've got two minutes left, y'all. Y'all, we have two minutes left. So we're going to have... Um, he will wake you up at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's right. why I didn't publish book number <laughs> right. one. Book number three is absolutely an invitation. So whether you're a believer or not, if you right. have lived... Alive. We're going to have you in with some final words of um, wisdom to those who might be in transition. Um, but if you if you have, it's bigger than me. It's very mm-hmm. simple. We use technology, community, mm-hmm. and positive mm-hmm. psychology to help good people do great things. That's why we're all here. There's more to come. I'm here with author Sharon Blake, mm-hmm. pastor, entrepreneur, civil rights leader, Reverend Dr. Tony Brooks.
3: Awesome. Quayle Vieux, owner of Deep Poetic Soul. And... NJ.
0: <laughs> Amazing. We got one minute left. Any final words? I know you have a publishing company, but any final words you want to yeah. share with people? So, my publishing company
1: is Life Chronicles Publishing. Uh, it can be reached at lifechroniclespublishing.com. But I would just like to leave everyone with don't quit, don't give up, value yourself. If you don't know how to value yourself, get around some people who can help you learn how to value yourself. Um, love yourself, stop yes. being so hard on yourself. There is uh, whatever you believe in. There's someone bigger than you. There's some entity bigger than you out there that
0: will help you if you just say help. Mm -hmm. Right now, so we are creating this community. Like I said, we have a book launching in January, a website launching in January. You know how we end every show? Hands out. We say it's bigger than me, baby. It's bigger (laughs) than me.